welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. Uh, yeah. I'm your host, Anthony Montrulo. I win. Uh, <laughs> joined by my co-host, uh, comrade Christopher Lee. Comrade, how's it going? Christopher Lee, another another famous Dracula on screen. I'm doing good. I, I, was, I, was, I was wondering how long. I was like, he's got to get it by this one. <laughs> oh, no, I already Last got week it. it was Gary. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, no, I caught on right right away. So it's good. I'm gonna, it's I'm gonna keep going with it because it's <laughs> how many I'm a big horror movies? How many? Fan. Are there? I know a lot of Draculas. Yeah. Um, yeah so yeah, so <laughs> we were talking about it the other day, and I was a little self conscious about calling it a progressive podcast because everyone and their fucking mother is using the phrase progressive now, and it really has almost no meaning. I mean, well, Kamala Chuck, Harris is considered like a progressive fucking leader. So. Chuck Schumer is progressive, right? He's sure, he's, of course. <laughs> Speaking He's of fucking, yeah, right. Speaking of fucking, doesn't, he look, doesn't Chuck Schumer look like a fucking ghoul, like a vampire? He, I was gonna say he just... looks, he looks like a like a like a a victim of Dracula's post mortem. Like he's been drained of all his like blood and life force and yeah. energy. He he's got um, vampire pattern baldness too. I don't know if you've noticed that. Like like violent widow's peak going on. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I never noticed that actually. <laughs> um, yeah. So. Uh, Oh yeah, so Ladonna can't join us uh, today. We're who? doing it on a weird day. Wait, who? Our third co-host. Oh, I or, I forgot we had another one. Did we? Was that? It's been a while. She has been on for a long time. She was on last week's episode. <laughs> oh, she wasn't forgot. on Black Panther. <laughs> she was on last week's main episode. I'm just kidding. Though. We miss you, Ladonna. If you, yep, on the offside chance you're listening, she doesn't listen when she's not on. I know. <laughs> <laughs> she's not like uh, me, where I listen I don't to blame episodes her. before I was on. <laughs> um no but so yeah we're doing it on a weird day i'm gonna be away this weekend so i figured we'd get something uh in the can oh so yeah to speak. you got a date with a rock band yeah going to see third eye blind uh, <coughs> uh well so you're gonna make a snide comment but medium you, your conscience <laughs> choked you before you could get to it. I'll, I'll say they're uh they're not they're not a, a hard rock band they're a medium rock band uh, I'd say they're alternative. I, I definitely wouldn't say hard rock. All right, we're gonna do an hour of arguing about music now. Just we're gonna shift gears into a whole new. <laughs> yeah, nothing else uh, important happened this week. We're not, you know, building little baby concentration camps or anything. You know, nothing. But they're but they have such cute murals. The cute they little do. murals. They do. <clears throat> they have the little they have the little things that go around the dioramas that you know play the music now. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Let's just get right into it because. Uh, there's some fucked up shit happening and it wasn't just this week but this week it, everything really came to a head um for a lot mm -hmm. of reasons which we'll get into uh but yeah so basically the trump administration um had enhanced a policy that has been in place since uh the bush years of uh basically zero tolerance meaning that the act of trying to seek asylum in the united states in it of itself is a crime and you can be detained and tried and tried for that. Now, uh, that is not the case in almost any other country. I mean, that's a, it's a ridiculous notion that just seeking <clears throat> asylum is, you know, a, a crime in and of itself. Um, and we'll get into, you know, the particulars, but this is something that's been going on. You know, it went on under Bush. Uh, it went on to a degree under Obama which people have been arguing about all week, but he absolutely fucking practiced, uh, you know, detentions at the border, which uh, a lot of people are trying to, you know, use 
tricky language to be like, well, it wasn't that. Yeah, Trump obviously ramped it up because he's a fucking, you know, right wing blowhard. But he's, again, taking the fucking mask off well, of the here, horrible the shit thing. that we've been doing. <clears throat> And I've seen this interaction happen several times this week where you're you're looking at somebody who is definitely a Trump hater and a Obama lover, Hillary lover, and they hear someone say, well, you know, this this shit was going on during Obama, too. And you can tell they don't know what to think because they they're not sure if you're saying that means what Trump's doing is good or the, or you're saying that what Obama did also was bad. They're not sure which you're saying. So it's kind of like they're on this, this like Occam's razor of like, which way do they tip, you know? So, yeah. of course, by saying, well, this is obviously a worse policy, but it's a continuation of, you know, Obama and Bush policies, they go, you know, immediately accuse you of being a Russian troll. <laughs> You know, it's just like, like no, I'm morally consistent here, and I'm saying or that this was deflect. always bad. This was always a bad thing, and I, yeah. I think a lot of people didn't realize the family separation thing because it's like, why? Why would you zero tolerance of what being in a family? <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, I didn't understand what it was zero tolerance of until today, basically. So, you know, yes, there are there is a process of seeking asylum legally, and that's what most of these these people who are in detention are doing. Rather than simply being put in a deportation, you know, stockade and then sent right back. Um, now, I'm not sure why, in, in order to seek asylum, they have to put you in a fucking dog kennel yeah. for the next <laughs> several months to, you know, is it like, really? You couldn't, you know, what what is there, six empty homes for every homeless person? We can't put them up in a nice empty house in the suburbs while they, while we figure this shit out? Like no, of course they're doing this as a deterrent because they want to make it. They want to make this shit as scary for these people as possible. Because you know the the drug cartels and the death squads and the rape gangs that we propped up with our shitty you know trade deals and uh, you know forty year drug war. That's not shitty enough. We got to make you know the the running away from that. We got to have something shitty on the end of that. So there's not a pot of gold or a you know rainbow at the whatever thing that's. You know, it's just it's like yeah. we got to we got to make this place even shittier so that no one wants to come here. That's their plan. Well, and, you know, the other thing, the other angle is that these are all for profit detention centers and as, as opposed like to Jeff, a nonprofit detention. Center. Well, <laughs> as opposed to a federal, you know, federal prison versus for profit, you know, private prison. These are all private detention centers that are for profit, which is oh, yeah, but even if you have a insane a federal institution, every employee in there is going to be subcontracted. The the linen service will be no, of course, subcontracted. The food service will be contracted. Like the government owns the building, that's about it. So even if it's technically not a for profit enterprise, every service of that, you know, the jail jailers are all going to be subcontracted through through some G four F cologne, you know. So no, it's, and it's, of of course, but it makes it even worse that's for profit because there's an incentive rather than catch and release to detain people. And that's something that a lot of immigration lawyers and uh, people involved with that criticized Obama for is that he did detain people um, and didn't close down these for profit. I mean, Trump didn't build these fucking things outside of the tenth city that they were talking about him building for the, you know, the, the child, uh, you know, migrants. He didn't fucking build these. These existed. Obama could have fucking closed these down if he wanted to with an executive order. Fucking didn't do it. 
didn't even make an attempt to do it legislatively. Um, well, because there was no outrage. There was no outrage. No, and... I, I didn't even fucking know. Nobody <laughs> knew about this because nobody reported on it. It's fucking unbelievable. Right. Well, I mean, yes, they did. It's just that they're not independent journalists. B- don't buried. Get a lot yeah, of it was buried. Yeah. You know. So CNN uh, didn't fight. You know, no mainstream. The other. The other criticism I've heard is, well, where were you when Obama was doing this? And it's like, motherfucker, when Obama was doing this shit, me and my friends were going and occupying his campaign offices and shutting them down out of outrage for this shit. So, um, but yeah, I'm I'm sure there's definitely a lot of people who are outraged right now who um, were not then or were not informed then. They were out to brunch, drinking their mimosas. um, And... You know, I'm glad it's. It feels like this is finally like the tipping point where people are actually taking some direct action in civil disobedience in Portland. They have the entire ICE office in Portland, Oregon, surrounded, and they had to shut it down. And uh, I saw a video today of like all the ICE agents taking all like boxes of all their stuff in like a line, walking out of the building like they were getting. Yeah, it was it was like fucking great. It was something out of a Western, you know, like you get get out of town and you could see the looks on their faces just looking like they were defeated. Like, yes, we came and occupied, you know, and eventually there's going to be a bigger and bigger camp there and, and the cops will show up eventually and clear it out and it'll be violent and. It'll be all over the the news. Yeah, but but that's just Portland. Like they're gonna have they're gonna have hundreds of people camped out outside this building until the SWAT team shows up to to beat them out of the place. That's just how Portland works. But and to use quote unquote less than lethal, you know, rounds, which will be you know fucking beanbags and take people's arms off. Well, so the the crowd control they like to do there is batons, but instead of swinging the batons, they they hold it from both ends and they just like hit you with it like a broomstick. God. You know, so it doesn't leave a mark, but it still feels like you got hit with a baseball bat, and it just sends you flying. Right? That's their crowd control method in that That's town. Some fucked up so. shit. Yeah, uh, but also in New York City, New York City, the ICE offices at the federal building uh, are currently occupied right now. Like all, there's all these these things that are actually happening, and, I, and you, you saw the thing I tweeted out about this, like. Yeah. This is very different than just the women's march, where there's a bunch of people kind of angry about a bunch of things, but no clear policy position. Not articulating any policy they want to yeah, see. Enacted, like not, yeah, like not even not even anti-war, because you know to do that they would have to admit that Obama did those things too, right? So yeah. this is really, I feel like the first time there is a a mass movement against a specific Trump policy. Well, I think what's happening is that. In the wake of 2016, people were scared and frustrated and confused and, you know, really motivated to go out and and protest or go out and voice their displeasure. Problem is, the media and the establishment managed to funnel all of that energy into what they knew what they knew was going to be meaningless bullshit and platitudes like the women's march, like the march for science. Like, yeah, I fucking, you know, I want women to have equal rights. I think science is important but like what are we protesting for like what are what are the policy demands that when you when you protest when people protest in other countries they have a fucking concrete set of demands we want a 30-hour work week we want a 20 dollars minimum wage. you know we want this like this is why we're protesting and we're not going to fucking go back to work until we get it not we're going to have one fun afternoon off on a saturday to go protest and then go back to ignoring everything well, or even if you don't have a, a concrete list of demands, you just don't go home after two hours because going home yeah. after two hours won't change shit. When you well, show up parades. and you take over the building, protests. yeah, when you take over the building and you make it impossible for that enterprise to function anymore, that's how you win. And you know, we talked about this last week. <clears throat> 
it, it's so effective that they send send the police in to beat you up because it's you're you're winning so quickly when you do that when you don't go yeah. home and you you take over these things and you shut things down. That's well, actually a good yeah. No, I mean it doesn't it may not feel like it at the time, but that's actually a good sign that you're making a making people really nervous is that they'll send you know fascist cops in to beat the shit out of you. That's like a good well, indicator that you're actually having an effect. Yeah. Well, the other thing is that it puts the the centrist liberals, people like De Blasio, who is all pissed off that there's, um, you know, children being housed in some federal detention center that he didn't even know about in New York City. Uh-huh. So he's all pissed off about it. So it's like it forces them out of their comfort zone of being mildly critical. Or suddenly they're like, "Well, wait a minute, you can't just abuse these children without me getting involved in it." Like he's like, "So without me getting a cut of it, God, right, right." So it it. Similar to Occupy, I think a lot of mayors were sympathetic and ultimately had to go along with busting heads because the Department of Homeland Security said they had to. But it, it's you know when it's when it's such a clear cut case of morality, you can get away with a lot more on a local level when you're trying to take over stuff like that. Um, and the mayors yeah. have to you know they'll they'll hold the police back a lot longer. Now eventually. They're gonna they're gonna demand to get back to business of usual as usual, you know, in our in our uh, police state we've got. But you can still get a lot done, and you can make a lot of inroads, and you can, you know, we who was talking about abolishing ICE two months ago? Nobody, nobody. And now you've got uh, you know Alexandria. I won't support a candidate who doesn't fucking say that yeah. now. Cynthia Nixon said it today. Yeah. Abolish she ICE. She said it. She said it on the fucking View. On the View. <laughs> I mean, look did how you fast the we went. Dumbass fucking replies, by the way, under the the video no, that the I View posted on Twitter. I didn't. I mean, it's it's going to be your typical being like, oh well, she doesn't even know how the system works. I'm like, really? She doesn't know how the system works. <laughs> right. Can you tell well, me when ICE was established? Can you can you maybe do that for me? Oh, oh, you don't know? Oh, it was only 10 fucking years ago. Yeah, and it was during the Bush years, and they're still just like, well, but he paints now. (laughs) Oh, he's so nice, though. He paints dogs, and, you know, he goes on Ellen and dances. It's like it it was put really well. You know, conservatives are like, take the kids away, detain the parents. And liberals, no, don't take the kids away, detain them as a whole family. (laughs) It's just, yeah. But I, I think that once you can say something like abolish ICE on national TV, then it's inevitable that people are going to go that route eventually. That it's not just, well, let's not split up the family, but why the fuck are we detaining asylum seekers in the first place, treating them as though they committed a crime? They came here and they're going through a legal channel to, you know, like, like this is this is what if we're not if we're not going to defend those people, we got a way bigger problem than Donald Trump. Yeah, no, absolutely. So um, there were a lot of people out front. The, the the thing that amazed me is how quickly the Trump administration turned around on this. And, you know, obviously the executive order Trump signed was kind of bullshit. And it basically is just taking one bad thing and turning it into a, another less bad but still horrific thing. Potentially, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> from what people, you know, the language that people have been able to glean from it. Um, but, you know, all week they the surrogates were out for the Trump administration just being absolutely fucking horrible human beings, you know, uh, DHS, uh, secretary, Kirsten Nielsen. I don't even know if she's, she has like one of those Norwegian names where there's way too many D's and J's in it, but I believe it's like Kristen Nielsen. Yeah. You Um, you notice how every woman he appoints is from like some Scandinavian country and has like a vaguely fascisty sounding name. Like, I don't know if you (laughs) noticed that, but, uh, yeah. So she's head of, 
DHS, right? She's the DHS yeah, secretary. Yeah, she's the she has secretary, yeah. Yeah, like so th- there's not many cops higher up in the food chain than that. <laughs> no, no. Um, you know, especially considering it's a department that didn't fucking exist before 2003 and now it's one of the most important, you know, in in, in terms of governmental structure uh organizations that we have. Uh so she had a press conference and she really uh like went whole like whole hog defending it saying things like we will not apologize for this poly-. just really fucking horrific shit um so <laughs> the other day uh she decided that after she backed this fascist fucking policy of you know detaining these mexican children in concentration camps essentially she'd go out and have a nice dinner at a uh, upscale mexican restaurant in dc uh, but the local uh, metro area DC branch of the DSA got wind of this, and uh, they had some other ideas. I actually have a little bit of the audio here. It's really fucking funny. Okay, uh, here I'm gonna play that. You get the idea, but uh, and at the end, I think they said like, <clears throat> if kids can't eat in peace, you don't eat in peace. So they they drove her out of this fucking restaurant, which is amazing to me that she she just there's a well, video of her like fleeing. There, well, the fact that they found out where she was because they don't usually publicize things like where the you know the secretary of DHS goes to eat, you know, in in private without much of a security detail, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, well, of I course. Think, then, I think somebody happened to be eating there, and they saw her, and they they like sent out a tweet to get everyone. They, to come oh there. yeah, they must have. They must have. But yeah, of course, everyone's like, "Well, that's not fair to disrupt her dinner just because she's oh, putting God. people in cages and and wants to, you know, and sank from <laughs> jank jank whatever the fuck his name is jank yeah from tyt said the same thing on his show last night saying well i don't really think i don't agree with disrupting we can all have a difference of opinion and still go home at the end of the day it's like no 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 no. No, this is this is exactly the the fucking kind of pro fascist bullshit that that comes out of that guy's mouth where it's just like respectability politics let's respect them even though they're massacring people and shooting kids you know teenagers running away from the police and bombing syria and bombing libya and bombing yemen and sending people off to to black site torture jails you know it, it's just it's that level of like well we can still respect them even though we disagree about their war crimes that they committed so like, like no no you dump blood on their fucking head <laughs> you know 
Yeah, no, seriously, it's the he, he's such a fucking bootlicker at heart. Still, it, it's he, yeah. he it's kind of the Bill Marification of Jank because uh, he used to not be like that. He used to be kind of almost like a loudmouth and brash, and you know yeah, he's, he's still not, a loudmouth. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's just a loudmouth who uh, wants think, to respect uh, the authorities. Yeah, well, he came from right wing shit, and you can still tell that's part of him because he's still got a lot of a lot of respect for the cops and. Uh, it's just you know he'll he'll make an occasional you know he's always about, saying like the 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 you know the few bad apples kind of you know <laughs> false dichotomy bullshit. All right, I'm gonna stop. <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah. So you know it, it just and uh, there were a couple other really horrific things. Uh, Corey Lewandowski uh, on Fox News. Here, I have a little bit of an audio from that. Womp too. womp. Oop, that. Sorry, I blew Hang it. On. Got it. I mean, look, I, I read today about a 10-year-old uh, girl with Down syndrome who was taken from her mother and put in a cage. Wah, wah. I read about a, a did you say want want to a 10-year-old with Down syndrome what being I taken said from is her you mother? Can pick anything How you dare want you? Up, but the bottom line How is very dare clear. You? When you cross How absolutely the border dare you, illegally, you How have dare given you? up the we rights have infants of this country. Taken from look, their we mothers. are a country with we borders. Infants we are a country of laws. Stolen from and when you choose to cross this country illegally, your parents and understand this. They understand Nobody can hear when you both talk. So when wait. you cross the border How illegally, you, sir? when How you commit a crime, you? you are taken away from she your family. She has Down syndrome that she was taken from right. her mother. All right, Zach. You go to H- any that, country in the Let's world. Get what a fucking cunt that guy is. Like, it's oh, unbelievable. yeah, total, total twat, that guy. Um, And also, to be fair, uh, he's a giant fucking ball sack, that guy. Um, So here's what Fox News does. And I think, I forget who was talking about this yesterday, but they always set up this duo of, like, the really, like, the worst right-wing asshole and then, like, the meekest, you know... <laughs> the most li- feckless liberal li- they could find. How dare you? It's just, like, they... <laughs> Like, don't Dude, go on really the show if they, if that if you can't fucking hit them back just as hard. It, you know what's saying? How dare you? In any sense, no matter what tone of voice, you're admitting that you're you're defeated it just when you say that. Pretentious too. It's because like, it's it's like, don't you have any? Where's your decency? It's like you know he has no fucking decency. Hit him back with both barrels in the fucking face. Call him out. A, call him a piece of shit live on the air and say, well, that's the last time I'll be on this show. But at least I called him a piece of shit on the air. Oh, if I were, if I was sitting opposite of him, I definitely would have gotten an FCC fine because there's no I, like not even like on purpose. I just wouldn't have yeah. been able to contain myself and being like, "What the fuck and, is wrong with you? Like, you what is wrong with you?" Set up a GoFundMe and you'd have that thing paid for in a day. Oh, of course. Yeah. But so, and <laughs> by the way, MSNBC after Corey Lewandowski was fired from the Trump campaign for v- grabbing a reporter, uh, decided to hire him as a contributor, and he was such a fucking, you know piece of shit on their show that they had to fire him too but (laughs) it's just so funny that the fucking liberal you know tv network of note gave that piece of shit a uh contract as contributor for a while um but that you know i mean it's not surprising that's that's their you know that's (laughs) trump's supposedly trump still loves him and you could totally see why he's such a fucking like he says it and then the guy's like how dare you and he just plows ahead he's like let me no i'll tell you exactly like he's such a fucking new york dickhead like it's unbelievable yeah like you can you can tell why trump fucking likes him they're like peas in a pod yeah and that's and again it's just it's like the 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 discourse of the like the internet from 10 years ago when 
it was I, I think the things people would say on Facebook 10 years ago you can't say anymore like anywhere really um or even like old MySpace chat forums you know uh, but those people who still think and talk that way, they now get to say those things on live television, and that's yeah. totally normal. And then it's you know, and then you have these people that are like, "Well, that's not put kidding putting children in jail is not my America. Or that's not the America I know." And it's like, I've, how I many fucking history books have you not read? Because this is exactly what America is. Trump is the most American president ever. It's just that he's not the the liberal Aaron Sorkin West Wing version of America that all these fucking Rachel Maddow fans think it has existed all this time. It hasn't. Did do they think that like when we brought like like black people over here as slaves that we like let the children roam free? Like <laughs> like what do they think we've been doing for fucking <clears throat> you know the two hundred years we've existed as a country? Yeah. Or, or, you I know, mean... rounding rounding up all the indigenous children of this continent once oh, yeah. we decided that like well we can't outright put them in mass graves and slaughter them anymore so maybe we should like put start putting them in like missionary you know catholic missionaries and putting them you know making them cutting their hair short and you know just just cultural genocide teaching them not mm-hmm. to speak their own language anymore yeah, that's so much more compassionate right you even see like like uh, on history channel run had some um completely whitewashed docudrama that Steven Spielberg produced about 15 years ago that was all about how compassionate uh, these missionaries were to take in these native children because they recognized the brutality of the of the army and they were trying to help those kids survive and it was it was such a, a giant fucking liberal orgy clusterfuck of revisionist history mm-hmm. I I forced myself to watch it just so I could confirm that it was it was just as bad as I knew it was going to be it was but, like peak white savior complex basically yeah yeah, it was like white 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 saviorism, the miniseries produced by Steven Spielberg. <laughs> oh God, awful. Um, and you know, we we talk about this executive order, but and it seems like everyone's kind of backed off because they're like, oh, well, he did something about it. We did something, and he did. Okay, ICE still fucking exists. ICE does. ICE is still rounding people up in fucking courtrooms, in classrooms, like. We have the fucking Gestapo stomping around right now, and nobody's doing anything about it. And to say, and I think you tweeted this earlier, to say abolish ICE is considered a far left position, it that should be the fucking obvious default position. Like other countries should be threatening to sanction us if we don't get rid of the fuck, get rid of fucking ICE. I mean, mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. It, it's unbelievable that this is even a, a debate anymore on the left or you know the so-called right. left. well it's just it's they're they're hunting people you know it's not anyone who's committed a crime other than just being here in the country without a permit and you know the the idea that this is you know cracks me up there. everyone's like well he's trying to get his wall built trump's trying to build his wall and it's and and then you know jenks said another stupid thing today he said well maybe tr- why doesn't trump just tell everyone he built a wall then everyone will believe it it's like, motherfucker, Obama already built Trump's wall. It's 800 miles long, and Bush fucking did. It's like, we already have the 800-mile wall. We already have the 800-mile wall. And the insanity is, if you want to avoid that fucking wall, all you got to do is buy a one-way plane ticket to America and then not fly back. <laughs> it's a lot easier than trying to cross the fucking desert on foot. Yeah. No, it's true. Um, but no, those are the good kinds of immigrants because they actually have money enough to afford a plane ticket. Yeah, we, we respect the ones that will fly on our planes. <laughs> <laughs> Trump's like, oh, they got a plane ticket? Well, I guess maybe they're not so bad after all. Yeah. So I want to read a little uh, a little thread here from an immigration lawyer, uh, R. Andrew Free, uh, who's been working in immigration law for a while now. And he actually pointed out some of the deficiencies of the Obama administration 
And I think this is important because a lot of people are really fucking splitting hairs like with a microscope to say that this is completely on Trump and that Obama couldn't have stopped this and that this is, you know, a, a massive escalation and all this shit. I, I just want to read this out so people can be, you know, <laughs> aware of how Obama really felt about uh, detention centers and things like that. Oh, yeah, this is good. Um, so uh, this is from our Andrew Free. Uh, how did we get here? In 2015, I shook President Obama's hand, thanked him for DACA, and asked him to reverse course and close the for-profit baby jails, uh, also known as family detention centers, he opened in Dilly and Carn City, Texas. Uh, what he said shook me to the core. Uh, specifically, I told him, uh, quote, it's wrong and it's going to be a stain on your legacy. He stopped moving on to the next person in the rope line and looked back at me. Uh, and there's a picture of him shaking hands with him, by the way, so we at least know that they did meet. Uh, I'd gotten his attention. Uh, he turned back, looked at me and said, uh, are you an immigration lawyer? Uh, I replied, yes. Just days before, President Obama's senior immigration policy advisor, uh, Cecilia Munoz, uh, had received a chilly welcome during her keynote address at the uh, AILA uh, National uh, Annual Conference uh, attendees in National Harbor. She was greeted with silent protests and signs saying, hashtag end family detention. Uh, later, I learned that her meeting with senior AILA attorneys had been testy, to say the least. Uh, see, Obama had previously timed great news like DACA to coincide with the AILA annual conferences. We all watched Ecstatic in Nashville in 2012 as he announced it on giant screens. Uh, so the President's Immediate Association of End Family Detention uh, with immigration lawyers wasn't random. He'd been told and believed we were basically the only ones who'd care, and even then it would be a minority of us that wouldn't extract from him a, a political cost. So when I said yes, the president looked back and engaged. Uh, I'll tell you what, uh, uh, I'll tell you what we can have. Uh, it's these parents sending their kids here on a dangerous journey and putting their lives at risk. Uh, and then he walked down the rope line. Not, so that, that I know was what Obama said to him. Yeah, that was Obama's. That was Obama's answer to like, hey, maybe stop having baby jails. What he said was, uh, you know, I, where's I'll I'll, I'll tell you what we can't have. It's these parents sending their kids here on a dangerous journey and putting their lives at risk, um, which is basically the right wing argument. That's yeah, the no, right wing exactly. argument is, is that these are little you know would be terrorists with bombs strapped to their bodies sent here to you know turn our kids to gays steal our jobs and blow up our dams you know and the the idea that like you know they they talked about this on on, uh, on TYT today too you know if if they if they ever caught a a, a terrorist at the border their name would be on the lips of every Republican forever forever <laughs> they've oh, yeah. never it's just it's like you know but it's you know they they probably can't tell the difference between somebody who's arab and mexican anyway so they're just like it's all the same to me oh i've seen them use memes with like with with uh, with kids in like yemen like holding like toy guns and they said that oh look this is the mexicans yeah. that are all violent well, that they're sent ms-13 is sending over here they couldn't tell that the people flipping off mount rushmore were like lakota and, and not from guatemala you know, people they who absolutely have a right to flip <laughs> off Mount Rushmore. Yeah, you fucking um, ruined a mountain to carve your fucking, you know, it's like, yeah. Yeah, sacred mountain. That's uh, like, I, th I think that was a very sacred Lakota uh, spot. And then they just 
carved a bunch of fucking well, stuffy to, white dudes' to faces quote, into it. Uh, to quote from Avatar, every site is a fucking sacred site to these people. <laughs> like, yeah, imagine that. Imagine respecting all the Earth as being sacred. What a crazy idea. Know, right? Fucking savages. Um, so, but no, I, I, so it's important to point out from that, Obama admitted that he uses detention as a deterrent. He could just turn uh, these people back... You know that that he, that they caught immediately. Uh, I mean, they could also let him in the country, but God fucking forbid we provide asylum to countries we've ravaged with trade policies and drug wars. Um, but he admitted that he uses it as as a deterrent, which is fucking exactly why these things stayed open, and exactly why Trump was able to come in and say, "Oh, look, here's all this infrastructure for me to just run fucking wild and you know unleash my my Gestapo fucking army on these people." it's like the people who can't wrap their heads around why we have the situation we have now. I I don't know what to say to those people anymore. Like you're just not, you're just fucking closing your eyes and ears when people are telling you history, like what's happened to me. Those people are the useful idiots. And if you can rally them around a cause that is moral and just, at least right now, when we have a, a monster as a president who everyone recognizes as a monster, then Maybe you can get some shit done. And that was my hope was that once Trump got elected, the liberals would go back to the left and become anti-war again. Well, that was, of course, naive of me to think uh, at, the, at the time. Um, but now it's like, OK, abolish ICE. Well, now you've got you've got, you know, pretty white actor lady, sex in the city lady uh, saying it on The View. Yeah. So, you know, you, if you get it out there, you get oh, the idea out there. Ice then you at least get people moving in that direction, you know, and, and it's it's fascinating to me historically how fast these things happen where you it used to take 20 years to get people to have that consciousness. And now it's like, oh, you got the idea on mainstream news or mainstream media, and now it's on The View and everyone's talking about it. You know, I mean, The View's not my favorite show by any means, but it, the idea is out no, there. No, that's great, now. though. It, yeah. it, that's actually the people we need to get it to is the housewives that don't pay attention because we we fucking know about you know abolish ice already those people that's ne- that thought has never even entered into their hemisphere if they're just watching msnbc cnn you know no well they don't even know what ice is they probably haven't didn't know it was a brand new thing that that only existed because of department department of homeland security and only you know which is another organization that shouldn't fucking exist at all no, it was um, just it was back when they were naming sh- stupid shit like de- Department of Homeland. What the fuck is the homeland? Why not just call it the motherland, you know, and yeah. just get it over with? So DHS was created, obviously, in the wake of 9-11 in this big sweep of, you know, uh, draconian regulations and things like that that came in the, you know, in the wake of September 11th. Um, and, you know, ICE didn't exist until then. So. The importance of the creation of ICE is that ICE came under the purview of Homeland Security. Now, previously, how we handled immigration issues was INS, Immigration and Naturalization, Naturalization Services, um, which basically fell under, I believe, fell under the State Department, if not just independent of, of you know, any uh, larger overview and they were essentially there to just you know facilitate things they weren't a a a gestapo force that were that were tasked with tracking down you know illegals in the fucking country so right right what what happened when ice was created and put under the purview of the uh, department of homeland security is that immigration uh from then on and as of you know today 
is being treated as an issue of terrorism, essentially. Department of Homeland Security is there to prevent against terrorists. Um, right. And, you know, the people who are fleeing terrorists are treated as though they're the terrorists, you know, yeah. it, which is, which is, of course, the ultimate irony. We fund and arm the dictators that, you know, ultimately give rise to terrorists who ultimately give rise to refugees and asylum seekers and migrants. And then who do we punish? Not the dictators. We keep arming them. What is eighty percent of the dicta- dictators in the world? Seventy three. Uh, give, give us some credit. Come on. Oh, all right, seventy three. <laughs> you had your, you did your homework. So, and this is something that's been we, we, people, we support or back seventy three percent of the world's dictators is what you're referring yeah. to. So, one of the things that DHS and ICE has been doing not only is going after people who are um, who are uh, uh, undocumented immigrants or asylum seekers is they're going after people who are American citizens who got naturalized, who they then want to basically stalk and harass and try to find any tiny little fault with their application process to then strip them of their citizenship and deport them. So they're actively going after U.S. citizens, trying to strip them of their citizenship. I don't know if many people realize you can be stripped of your citizenship if you're a naturalized citizen. It's it's like it's it, they can just take it away. That's fucking crazy. Like, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I mean, I didn't even know that, honestly. It's like, that's it's horrifying. I mean, like, you know, it, yeah. it's just... A ch- well, and they have an entire unit to do just that right now. It's not like if they randomly come across someone that, like, did a crime and they find out part of that was lying on their immigration stuff. It's like they're actively searching for people to do that, too. They're targeting people. They're hunting people to take away their citizenship to this country, which is a pain in the ass to get. Everyone's like, why don't they just do it legally? It's like, because it takes fucking years, and it's really fucking hard. I don't know any U.S. citizen who could answer all the questions on that test that they have to fucking take about I failed it. I tried, tried to take one. It's, it's <laughs> fucking hard. You tried to take like, it? Yeah. Yeah, I've tried to take it. I failed it. There's some weird questions on there. It's clearly designed, much like the uh, poll literacy test back in the 60s, to, you know, def- d- to dissuade as many people as possible from passing it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it works, apparently. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I work for Department of State and, you know, I get to I handle not handle the applications of people applying for passports, but assist people in the process. Right. So I one of the things that I get to see is how many passports, or at least for people that are calling in to find out what's what's up with their application, how many are being flagged by by Department of Homeland Security for intense scrutiny. Right. And easily 90% of those are people with either Arab names or Latin American names. So, you know, it, and, and these are all people who are, are recently naturalized citizens because as soon as they get naturalized, they can't travel on their old passport anymore from whatever country they came from. So they're trapped here. The minute they get naturalized, they're trapped here in the America until they get their U.S. passport. And some of these investigations take months, if not over a year, to complete, right? So it's like, imagine you, you finally get a naturalization certificate, you go through this two, three-year process of becoming a U.S. citizen, and suddenly you're trapped here and can't leave and go see your family back home until DHS gets done adjudicating your passport application, right? And they can have final say in a lot of cases over what the State Department can say. So it's, I mean, it's like it, it definitely, you see that and you know there's a chilling effect where they want less people to even apply for the legal process of becoming naturalized citizens. Yeah. No, it's unbelievable. Um, you know, and as far as ICE goes, uh, I, I mean, I, I genuinely can't get over the fact that this is still, I mean, like if you are 
consider yourself on the left and you're saying, well, oh, well, we don't need to abolish ICE. That's just, you know, that's that's a that's a bridge too far. You're, n- number one, you're defending a Bush era scare policy that that was instituted in the wake of 9-11. Um, I, like, I, I just can't wrap my head around it. So I actually have here a couple of uh, prominent uh, senators and Congress people, uh, the way they voted back in 2002. Uh on the bill to create ice. Um, so a couple prominent no's, uh, Barbara Lee, always a reliable, uh, anti-war anti the only congressperson to vote against the Afghanistan war, our longest war. And yep. Yep. Uh, Bernie, back when he was in the house, voted against it. Uh, Nancy Pelosi, ironically voted. No, uh, she must've had a tough primary that year. Uh, Russ Feingold, uh, prominent yes votes that voted yes to create the DHS and also uh, ICE. Uh, Hillary Clinton, <laughs> senator from New York. Yes, queen. <laughs> uh, Joe Crowley, congressman oh, from New York. Shock of shocks. Hey, it's not his fault he was born white and had to vote for ICE. <laughs> uh, Chucky the Shoom, Chuck Schumer, uh, <laughs> voted yes. And uh, Diane Feinstein, who just... You know, yeah, she, she'll vote also. for every terrible thing. We all we all know she's fucking yeah. terrible. She's a conservative, horrible fucking lunatic who... <laughs> There's a really great... Um, have you ever listened to Dave Anthony's podcast, The Dollop? Uh, I'm not sure. I probably heard it here and there, maybe, but I, I don't recall it's, off the top of my head. It's good. It's an American history podcast, and he's you know a, a left fellow lefty, and uh, he did a great episode recently about Dianne Feinstein uh, and her time in the mayor's office. Uh, when she flew a Confederate flag, uh, you know, during a Flag Day celebration and all these awesome protesters kept climbing up and fucking cutting it down uh, and she kept ordering it to be put back up despite this. Uh, so eventually the protesters cut the fucking pole down, which is yeah. super badass. <laughs> uh, and then it stayed down. But um, but yeah, she, she's, she's a fucking nightmare. So yeah, but... Um, you know, there's no reason ICE has to exist. Um, it, it, it should be a no fucking brainer for anyone on the left to say, obviously, let's get rid of ICE and just go back to having INS. And there's no reason for ICE to exist. Well, and it's um, such a clear moral stance, but it's also just whenever you say something as as uh, clear as just, nope, we're not going to have, uh, you know, uh, better prison conditions. We're not going to have uh, <laughs> better ways of killing people so it's not painful no it's just no it needs to fucking end it needs to be abolished it needs to you know it's the abolition of something abhorrent not let's have slavery better but no we fucking abolish it and that's the only time i can really get down on a cause is when it is that cut and dry of just no this is there's no good way to do this the fact that you're doing it at all is is immoral yeah, it's a moral line in the sand. Like you, you know, choose choose which side you're going to stand on. Because if you don't believe in abolishing ICE, then you are basically saying I'm cool with fucking yeah. fascism. Well, like, and, cool and with- clearly, if people are coming here as asylum seekers, like there must be an adjudication process. But there's no reason they have to put be put in a fucking dog cage inside an empty fucking Walmart. You can put them in housing. There is housing. You can bust them out to the suburbs where there's where the banks own yeah. tens of thousands of empty houses. 
you can put a little ankle bracelet on them so you don't lose track of them. You know, I mean, you can, you can still have a process that is humane. And there's just the irony that the idea that, you know, we, we take an empty, abandoned Walmart and fill it full of migrants that we're, we're prosecuting for the failures of capitalism. You know, it's just that the meta irony of that is more than I can take, honestly. I mean, at least he's a fucking target. Jesus Christ, how's the class? Like, <laughs> that would at least at least use a that'd more be really, that'd name. be the liberal solution. Is like is like, oh no, well we're gonna. Th- this is abhorrent. We're gonna at least hold, put them up in you know a, the, a Sam's yeah. Club or a well, BJ's. The abandoned Costco uh, prison hired more women prison guards, so we should put our <laughs> refugees there. Oh, God. So I I have one more uh, piece of audio to play, because obviously, you know, Kamala Harris, uh, by all accounts, is going to be running for president in 2020. She's trying to to position herself as a progressive. So obviously, she's on board with the whole uh, abolish ICE thing, right? Like, obviously, she must be. (laughs) Especially as a woman uh, of color, right? Yeah. Let's find out. Should ICE exist? Should ICE exist? Well, certainly, when we're talking about people who have committed serious and violent crimes, you know, I mean, Chris, you know my background. I'm a prosecutor. I believe that there needs to be serious, severe, and swift consequence when people commit serious and violent crimes. One human being kills another human being. A woman is raped. A child is molested. There needs to be serious consequence. And certainly, if they are undocumented, they should be deported if they commit those serious and violent offenses. So, yes, ICE has a purpose. ICE has a role. ICE should exist. Certainly, certainly they should. Chris, certainly Chris, the fucking Gestapo should exist. Chris, Chris, you know my background. You know I'm a class traitor. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, she, she is such a fucking cop. It, it like radiates out of her pores. Yeah, like she's it's fucking Trump. She's calling them murders and rapists. It, it, yeah, they're, they're, literally. They're, it's immigration is not a criminal matter unless you come back after you've been deported. It's a civil matter. So for her to say that what what ICE is doing, targeting people simply for their their immigration status, as as though that's a criminal matter, is a fucking lie, and it's the lie that Trump tells every fucking day. So when I listen to Kamala, fuck you, I'm a cop, Harris, say the same shit Trump says, and it's it's like, and they think that that's what's going to win, and they'll be wrong, and they, you know, they're prepared to lose on purpose yet again. You know, she does have a point, though, because there's no if ICE didn't exist, who else would uh, investigate and prosecute uh, murders and rapes? And it's you know, it's not like we actually have a police force that that already does these things that we need a special, you know, immigrant police for. No. What what do you think we fucking did before ICE existed? People would go through the normal justice system, and if during that process they found out that they were illegal or undocumented, they would sent they would you know deport them. That's yeah. how it fucking works. Yep. There's no reason for ICE to fucking exist. So, She's such a fucking cop. I, yeah. It's unbelievable. So I, I've been impressed with the chief of police in my hometown, who um, has there have been very very few shootings that were from a cop shooting somebody. Uh, like mm-hmm. very few, like one in ten years, right? And oh, we're talking wow. we're talking about a city it's of like 100- Canada numbers, right? Yeah, and it's a city of a hundred thousand people, and there's a ton of crime here too. But the cops aren't mm-hmm. shooting people like crazy. Uh, and so there was a uh, city council uh, hearing about a year and a half ago because my hometown they wanted the the, the city council passed a resolution to become a sanctuary city, and then the um, 
they changed their mind at the behest of the local chamber of commerce, who is racist as hell. Uh, so then the mayor issued an executive order saying, mm, yes, we are an actual sanctuary city by executive order. Right. And I was like, damn, way to go, mayor. Badass. And at the time, though, they were having this hearing to decide whether to rescind it. And the chief of police, the chief came and testified in support of my hometown being a sanctuary city because wow. they didn't want people in the immigrant community to be afraid to call the police for real crime. Because they didn't want to be afraid of, of being, you know, rounded up for, you know, and they said, if you do that, if you make the people afraid to call the, call the police because they think we're working with ICE, we're going to have, we're going to create havens for real criminals, for real, you know, uh, murderers and rapists and, and terrorists and shit. And, and that's why we shouldn't do it. I mean, aside from it being a moral, but, but from just a, a, a good community policing i hate that i'm even saying this but from a logical perspective if you really want to catch criminals you shouldn't make people afraid to to report real crime um and i was like oh my god i've never heard a cop say something so logical (laughs) look i mean policing has a function it it hasn't served that function for the most part in this country ever um but in theory you know an accountable uh unarmed uh, you know demilitarized police force serves a very important well you know if you if you do have an emergency situation right that's what they're there for that's what they're supposed to do i don't think anyone has a problem with that it's when they treat every uh situation as though it's a armed suspect situation that you have the problem you know and especially when you train them to respond to those every situation as though the 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 suspect is armed and dangerous you know I, i live in a a kind of rough neighborhood um and there's occasionally uh, I'll just put it this way: the the uh, the neighbors downstairs got armed robberied one time, and I came home and my Ooh, entire house was surrounded by police. Uh, and they were sweeping the whole area with like shotguns out and flashlights and everything. And I, I, t- I talked to one for a few minutes just to get a sense of what was going on. And and uh, you know I didn't know anything because I wasn't there at the time. But um, you know I didn't get the sense that they were like raiding houses trying to find someone they were just sweeping the neighborhood looking in trash cans and looking around and once they thought everything was clear they're like all right go on home it wasn't it didn't feel it wasn't like you remember the boston after the boston marathon bombing oh, how God, they were like yeah. it was like the, the fucking berlin wall went down around boston and they were just searching house by house yeah it was horrifying and i remember seeing that on tv going this is the real fascism as soon as they you know have the slightest inkling of of you know that it could be a real terrorist it's like everyone's civil rights went out the window then yeah no it was horrifying i remember and i remember you know don lemon just like talking and then all of a sudden be like oh what was that oh and then they would walk over and be like oh it was just a lawnmower like it was the most (laughs) unprofessional fucking horrible stupid you know ambulance chasing reporting i've ever seen oh Um, yeah it was the coverage from the boston bombing but it was you seen seeing how fascist the cops could really be and seeing the media carry water for that was horrible i did like though that the whole thing ended in inside of a boat (laughs) in a driveway yeah. I was just like, how did a boat get involved in this story? As horrified as it was by the whole thing, I was fucking riveted by that. Like when they were showing that on TV, I was like, Jesus fucking, this is like out of like a fucking ninety, like a cheesy nineties action. Oh, it, movie. it was, like it was like it was, a, it was like it was out of a Mark Wahlberg movie. Yeah, no, really. <laughs> Seriously, which right? I don't know if you watched that movie, um, but it I'm definitely sure fucking right wing bullshit. Oh, it was, it was, but I felt like it, it was an honest portrayal of showing how much contempt co- the police have for civil rights. 
That it definitely huh. got. But it didn't mean to do it ironically. It meant to show that maybe we shouldn't have civil rights and the cops are always right. <laughs> you know, it was like, uh, yeah. you're kind of giving away the game, guys. Oh, God. All right. Well, uh, before we get out of here, I wanted to talk uh, quick about another uh, important piece of legislation that Trump uh, signed this week. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very serious subject uh, and, and does not deserve my laughter. Um, apparently, we are going to create a... Uh, Space Force, which Yay. is a, a uh, separate, in, in his words, a separate but equal branch of the military, um, which I'm sure nobody wrote for him. And that's just something that's always running through his mind. Separate but equal, separate but equal. You know? um, I mean, it's the the jokes write themselves. I mean, they really do. it's so I, I feel like um, I don't know. You said you haven't seen it yet, but the the Star Trek themed episode of Black Mirror, Black Mirror yeah. starring uh, Jesse Plemons, who people refer to as Meth Damon, uh, who, if you watch it, he plays it. He doesn't play Captain Kirk. He plays it as Matt Damon playing Captain Kirk, which is really like a, a great nod to his 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 sort of his role on, on Breaking Bad. But I feel like Trump watched it and was like, oh, I should do that. I should be the evil fucking space captain that abuses everybody and everyone has to praise or else I'll kill them. Um, not to give away the plot, but that's, you know, it's the black mirror scene. No, it's going to be bad. Right. Yeah. Or, or he watched like starship troopers and didn't realize that was satire, you know? (laughs) What, what, what I assume happened is that, you know, they have like a a movie screening room in the white house. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, so I assume that somebody was trying to screen contact for him, but they got the prince for contact and independence day mixed up. So they actually (laughs) showed him (laughs) independence day. He's like, holy shit, we got to do something about this. What? We're totally yeah. off guard if, if 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 these people come down. Um, he's such a fucking clown. I mean, and yeah, look, I, I well, it's I mean, if if aliens came down like Independence Day, who do you whose side would would Trump really be on though? I mean, come on, <laughs> like they got they got bigger ships, they got bigger tech. I mean, it's it's the huge. These things are huge. He'd be fucking off. Pl- they he he they they jettison him in some Elon Musk rocket. You know, uh, <laughs> to, to, he probably to called them. Orbit. He called up like the scientists and said, like, put out a signal and get the aliens down here to. Uh, <laughs> bored with this come on <laughs> i want to be president of the galaxy uh. <laughs> um so and you know it and, and you know with that he said there would be a renewed focus on in uh, on nasa and getting to mars and going back to the moon for some reason um and i i'm of two minds about this because i i really think nasa is an important you know branch of the government and i think we have neglected nasa in a lot of ways um and a lot of things that we have today are thanks to NASA trying to figure out how to put people in a little fucking capsule in space and not have them die. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I don't even have a list in front of me, but if you look just from everything from like styrofoam to aluminum foil, just oh, a, yes. a million styrofoam is great. Or no, I'm planet. sorry, not styrofoam. <laughs> uh, what's it called? Adamantium. Uh, Vibranium. No, not adamantium. I, I can't think of what it was, but yeah, but aluminum foil, like there's just, a million inventions that they sure, had to sure. um, ballpoint pens. <laughs> um, so, <Yeah. clears throat> um, and you know, obviously, space exploration is important because it you know tells us how we got here and how you know how <laughs> how fucked up you know life here is and what could happen if we don't take sure. care of it. Well, you know, but doing. just remember, if we want to explore deep space, we gotta have some photon torpedoes. So it's just gonna have to be there, one way or the other. So, yeah. 
and I and but you know, so of course I think he's just doing this because he you know watched fucking Capricorn One or something. He's <laughs> yeah. like, oh shit. <laughs> Other than OJ, this is a great movie, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, you know, yeah, no, you're right. It's it's you, I get I get uh, frustrated with people that say, well, we're wasting money on NASA when we should be putting every single person in a in a house. It's like, no, we should abolish the housing market and. You know, the problem is... We can do both. Yeah, we can do both, but it's also, I mean, that's a huge... NASA is not just a division of the government. That's that's an industry that is providing a ton of, of STEM jobs. Right and and is leading the way. It's like one of the only non-militaristic, non-violent yeah. ones too. Yeah, they've always <laughs> been. Um, and you know, it's it's like if there's anything good about America worth loving, it should be NASA. It we should all yeah. have enough sense to be like that's that should unite us in in our endeavors for diplomacy amongst our, ourselves and trying to figure out who we are and where our place is in the fucking universe. You know, and if that's not a, a noble cause worth exploring, I don't know what is. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, yeah, but it's just unfortunate. It's probably going to be spent in the worst ways. A- another thing a lot of people don't realize, and it and it's not happening anymore, you know, thanks to Trump. But NASA uh, is one of our leading um, branches of the government working on climate change solutions and working on Uh-oh. the science of climate change. You know, does I mean, Trump just, know that though? <laughs> like, no, well, he, he, he actually did scale that back when he took office. Oh uh, yeah. A, that's a couple, right. like, couple, to... like six months ago or something. But um, that's another really important essential function they serve or served. Um, so yeah, you know, it, but, but of course he, he just has to do anything in the most ridiculous way possible. So yeah, well, I mean, space force. Trump believes in global warming. Of course he does. He doesn't, he doesn't have any ideological reason not to, he just says anything. He doesn't Whatever have he a, thinks he'll play. Yeah. any ideolo- ideological center. And that's the good thing about him is that he doesn't take much shoving around before he caves in. He's like, Oh, I don't, mm-hmm. you don't like how the, fa- I, don't, I don't like how this feels with the family's getting ripped apart. It's like, like it's all about how he feels. I didn't like the immorality of it. He didn't say that. He said, I don't like how I felt about it. Like, yeah, <laughs> what? No, that's literally <laughs> what he said. <laughs> but at least he can turn on a dime like that. Um, and so that's why, you know, it's like if you could get him to, to, to change that quick on that, on his own decision, how hard would it be to push him to fucking end all these wars that Bush and Obama started? How hard would that really be if people got together and really made that a thing? Yeah, it would be nice if, if yeah. you know, the Democrats would fucking try to do that yeah. and not try to push him further right. So it's um, just, yeah, I think that there's there's a, they people want him to be the worst, and he's already the worst, but they want him to be even worse, and they don't want to push him to do the right thing. I don't think they realize how easy it would be, so... I don't know. I, think I mean, it's, there these is people don't realize there. how politics works and how civics works. That's what you fucking do. Like, you don't always have people in office that you uh, like and support. Even the people you like and support, you have to push them. So the people that you don't like and that have different policy positions than you, the whole point of activism is to push those people to, into doing the thing that you want them to do. Exactly. Especially when you don't like them. It's easier when you don't like them to demand they do the thing you want, you know? Yep. I, don't, I don't know why they, it's like, well, Trump's just going to make it worse. It's like, if if you just accept that, then you're saying that that's fine. You're normalizing it, right? If you're not going to take a moral stance and, and voice your outrage about everything that the president's doing that you don't like, then just go back to brunch. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good spot to end it on. And um, 
if you uh, like what you hear on the show, you can uh, subscribe on iTunes, like, rate, review, uh, follow us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash move left. SoundCloud. Um, <laughs> Sorry. I have a quarter that I always have to sing something during every episode, so that was it. Yeah. You had uh, sort of a melodic uh, thing when you said it, and it just made me want to go further. That was all. That was all it was. Um, where was I? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, if you want to support the show, uh, you can go on Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash move left. Uh, you can support the show there. Uh, I, uh, we're on Facebook also, right? Move left idiots, facebook.com slash move left idiots. That's it. And, uh, I'm, uh, at move underscore left on Twitter. Uh, I am also on Twitter at chaos riot 1999. You did it slow that time. So you didn't fuck it up. You're like, I'm not going to say chaos. I was just being dramatic. Not because I was trying not to fuck up. Uh, you know me too well. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And, uh, join us next week. See you on the Twitters.